0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Timothy Russell. Pastor Russell is the Senior Pastor of New Help Christian Fellowship and the Associate Supervisor for the Foursquare Western District. Pastor Russell, let me return to our conversation just prior to the break. I wonder, too, if part of the challenge of the church today is that that whole notion of compelling means that we should also live a very compelling life, meaning that that this is not a life of woe is me, defeat, I'm carrying my cross, if I can just make it through to heaven, Lord, give me the strength. But God instead wants us to live a powerful life, a victorious life, and that we might be that beacon that others see the difference in our lives and say, you know what? I want me some of that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what you call it, but I look at my neighbor and see that they have faith that God seems to pull them through some of the most difficult sets of circumstances. And there is an inexplicable joy about them, even in the face of disaster and tragedy, right? It, It rains on the just and the unjust, right? Equally. And yet a believer Living a victorious life whose joy is not rooted in how much money is in the bank, how fancy the car is in the driveway, but rather on that personal relationship. If we just live out that kind of faith, just imagine how different the world around us would be as they look at us and say, those people seem a little crazy, but they also seem very, very joyful.
2: I'll tell you, uh, I was raised with that song, you know, this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. I think the most attractive thing um, that Christians offer is not our prosperity in the cars we drive. It's not our prosperity in the houses we live in. You know, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It's not the tangible. It's what we cannot see with our eyes or touch with our hands. It's the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. It's those things that the world is looking for. They're trying to find it in cards. They're trying to find it in careers. They're trying to find it in houses. They're trying to find it in relationships. But the only way they're going to truly find it is in that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are, are ambassadors of that truth of that that I can be in my pinto and have more joy than you in your Roys Royce? How is this possible? because I know Jesus, Jesus is my friend, and so when we are able to share that good news, man, God is doing something through evangelism in our lives
1: now that really then suggests Pastor Russell. Um, Living out a very authentic Christianity that, as you've suggested around the periphery, is not just what we do when we show up to church on Sunday, but the way we live out life Monday through Sunday, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And that sense of what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus. I think sometimes there are people that are followers, meaning they follow like they follow baseball. They follow their favorite recording star. Uh, they might might be enamored with what they see in the performance on the stage or on the ball field. Yeah. But they're not trying to emulate that. Uh, and yet, from a discipleship viewpoint, uh, we are called upon to take on the very character of Christ, the very nature of Christ, it even goes as far as to put on the mind of Christ. And, and I think sometimes maybe the, the missing component here is that that some believers think this is just about what we do to church on Sunday. Read the Bible occasionally, you know, when we move it around on the coffee table because it's time to dust, right? Company's coming over. Uh, but we're not living out what I consider to be that that authentic, in the trenches, Pure discipleship that, that revolves around being in the Word, being in church, praying, getting involved in, 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 in the nitty-gritty of find a need and fill it. You know, Paul, the Pauline statement, I'm all things to all men that I might win some. And yet I think sometimes modern day Christianity, sadly in the West, has kind of devolved into more spectator sport than actual full-on participatory. How do we go about changing those trends? Well,
2: I think that the first thing when you were talking that just popped up in my mind is um, we have to walk in with, with all of the things you said. Let me add one. We have to walk in the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ over our lives. See, you can talk about my past, but I'm forgiven. You can bring up anything that I've ever done or said, but through repentance and forgiveness, hallelujah, I've been redeemed. I got a song that the angels can't sing. I think that's what the world is looking for. They're looking for redemption. They're looking for healing in that area. Man, I can get to heaven with a limp. I can get to heaven um, with a withered hand. I can get to heaven with, with, with pain in my body. But what I'm talking about and what you and I are talking about is the fact that Jesus can redeem and heal the inward man. And if the inward man is healed, oh man. Oh, wow. We can conquer, you know, the things that plague us and plague our families. We can break generational curses over our family because we've been healed. If the church can walk in that way, Healing and that redemption, knowing that we are forgiven. You know, Jesus shows up at, at Bethesda and says to the man, "Do you want to be made whole?" He began to talk about, "Well, I don't have anybody." Look, look. He went straight to the physical. I don't have anybody that can help me get into the water after it's stirred. You know, he. he, he be, Jesus said, hey, "Listen, listen, listen. I didn't come." Here to hear your excuses. I came for you to answer a question. Do you want to be made whole? And the man finally got to a place where he said, yes. And Jesus says, well, then get up, take up your bed. That taking up your bed is symbolic. Take up your bed and then walk. Another symbolic statement, get up. Now take up your bed and walk. And then the last thing Jesus said when he saw him later, he says, now go sin no more. lest something worse come on you. So we walk in true the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ that says, he didn't just pick us up, but he brought us out. I, you know, people go, he picked me up and turn me around. Well, the first thing he did was he brought you out. He had to pick you up and then bring you out. And, and if he does that, man, we got to walk in that and we got to tell our story. I'm not saying get too detailed with everybody because not everybody's for your good, you know. But what I'm saying is if you walk in that in that forgiveness, the Lord will give you the wisdom of when to share, what to share and to say, oh, let me tell you about Jesus. And he'll open up the, that door to that Pentecostal evangelism that's in your life so that souls can be won to the kingdom.
1: Does that also suggest that as we walk in that forgiveness as recipients of the ultimate forgiveness, Christ having paid the penalty on our behalf, does that also suggest, Pastor Russell, that we need to be living in the fullness of that forgiveness? And I ask that question because my mind, as you were sharing, went to the Lord's Prayer. And that one passage in there that I should forgive others as I have been. Forgiven. You know, it's great to be a recipient of this incredible forgiveness, but if we can't live it out, if we can't pass it along, if we can't take the model that Christ has shown and said, okay, even though maybe somebody has offended me, they have hurt me, nevertheless, let me show forgiveness towards them because in doing so, I model the very forgiveness that I am a recipient of. And I look at people today, and and certainly this is not true of everyone, but there, there are a lot of folks both outside of the church and inside who, quite frankly, walk around in a spirit of anger and bitterness. Even today, we hear so much verbiage about people of differing political persuasions or or intellectual persuasions, whatever it might be, Not, not in terms of a sinner in need of a savior, as such as were some of we, but as the enemy. If you've just joined us, our conversation today with Pastor Timothy Russell, Associate Supervisor for the Foursquares Western District, and also the Senior Pastor at New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward and Fremont. A brief timeout back to more of our conversation in just a moment.
0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Timothy Russell. Pastor Russell is the Senior Pastor of New Help Christian Fellowship and the Associate Supervisor for the Foursquare Western District. Pastor Russell, let's pick things up where we left off just prior to the break. Now, to say that someone is being used by the enemy or being manipulated by the enemy, okay, I understand that, but that's oftentimes not the phraseology. They they are couched in direct terms as the enemy, and it seems to me that Satan can take advantage of that, because if you misidentify who the real enemy is here, and we then see the shift... Instead of understanding that we're not warring against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities in high places that can only be shifted out of those positions through prayer and fasting. And instead, we misidentify each other as the enemy and we hold angst against each other. It seems to me that that just so significantly weakens the very core message of the gospel, which comes back full circle to, in my mind, two things. Forgiveness and reconciliation
2: come on our adversary craig is the devil i mean peter wrote that he said our adversary as a roaring lion is seeking whom he may devour is the devil it's not one another Uh, it's not each other yeah does he use people does he influence people to hurt us and influence people to harm us yes he does but at the end of the day Our adversary is the devil, um, not the creation of God as in regards to you and I. So I can never look at you, Craig, as my enemy. I can look at you as someone that may have harmed me or hurt me. uh, And that may affect relationship moving forward. Yes, because forgiveness and restoration are two different things. However, I should never look at you as my enemy in the sense of the devil. The devil is our enemy. He's our adversary. He's the one that doesn't want you to succeed. He's the one that is plotting against you. He's the one that has has literally assigned demons against you so that you never prosper or you're frustrated in your call or you're mad at your in-laws or you're mad at your family or you're ready to, to harm someone because of your angst. Our adversary is the enemy and, and the, is the devil. And the Bible's clear. You just quoted the scripture. Know the wiles of the devil. Know, because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness, principalities. We're wrestling against things that we don't even have a clue how they operate in. But if we know the wiles of the devil. And we're on guard. We're sober. We're vigilant all the time. And we're ready for the attack of the enemy. And we're constantly saying these words. No weapon formed against me will prosper. It'll be formed. See, this is where we get we mess up. It'll be formed, but it won't prosper. Well, Pastor Tempt, what do you mean it won't prosper? Because through the mighty power of our Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, the Lord Jesus, the leader of that army of angels is on our side and if God is for me and if God is for you Craig and if God is for us who can be against us so uh, I'm in agreement with you we got to forgive one another by walking in that forgiveness walking in that love knowing Jesus did for us I know I've harmed people I know I've hurt people I know I've offended people I can't walk around and hold grudges. The biblical outline of it all is go and fix that situation by laying your gift at the altar. It amazes me of how we can preach and we can dance around church all day long and have an issue with somebody in the body of Christ. What are you going to do when you get to heaven? Are, are you gonna? Are, are you gonna be shocked? They're there. Are you gonna try to ignore them? It ain't happening. It ain't, at the end of the day, you, you're not. You're 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 almost putting yourself in jeopardy of going to where you want to go to because the Bible is clear. Forgive because you have been forgiven.
1: And you know, if we walk in that spirit, I think the other notion coming back full circle to our remarks uh, toward this start of our conversation talk about a compelling message yeah. when the world sees you know, what's, what scripture tells us that we will be known by our love for one another when the world sees that and, and we're able to to forgive as much as we have been forgiven come on and when we, when we shed that spirit of anger and bitterness, and then we see others not as the enemy, but rather as sinners in need of a savior, as such were some of us, and then we can walk in that kind of power, people will look at that and say, there is something so different about Timothy Russell. I have got to get to the bottom of what's going on here because there is a joy and a peace in his life that I don't have. And what an incredible door of opportunity then for the Craig, church! This is,
2: go, go, yeah, Craig! You, you, Craig! You preaching man, I go. got to send you an offering, man! <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Let me tell you, you know, back in the the '80s and '90s, Michael Jordan was soaring through the air. He would dunk the basketball. He would hang and glide, and everybody wanted to be like Mike. We got the shoes, we got the shorts, we got the the wristband. We got we 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 walked like him on the court. We ran like him on the court. We wanted to be like Mike, they had commercials and it, wouldn't that be awesome if somebody said I want to be like Craig, I want to be like Tim because of the love they walk in. I want the way they soar in the air with love the way they soar in the air in forgiveness, the way they soar in the air as a child of the Most High King, the way they soar in the air as someone who's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I want to be like Craig. Man, if we can get there, Craig, ooh, man, we're doing evangelism for real.
1: And you look at the world around us and so often, you know, we're, we're frustrated. And I know by what's taught in schools, by the way, young people behave publicly. I mean, Pastor Tim, as you know, you can't pick up the newspaper any day of the week to not read a story about some senseless act of violence or, or uh, racial hatred being played out or you know, what, whatever the, the demonstration of sin might be. And you look at that and say, well, those are the consequences when Christ is not at the center of one's life. And if the church could just capture what it means to really be true disciples of Jesus the impact that we could have in the world around us. Listen, you talk about we're going to pass legislation, we need no more rules, more laws, all of that. And yet, if you look historically, clearly the whole reason why God said, I'm going to create a new covenant with you, because you all have demonstrated you can't keep the old covenant, you're just not capable of the proper behavior So let me provide the ultimate sacrifice, and then once Christ has saved you, he doesn't stop there, then he begins to change you. Old things pass away, everything becomes new, right? A new creation in Christ Jesus. Then when we end up having to see our our hearts literally transformed as our lives are transformed by that relationship with Christ in the word, in prayer, in church, and and being a true disciple, wow. Wow. This will be something that the world will not be able to resist. And if we're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and sharing our faith with others in the power of the Holy Spirit, watch the way as we look at the world around us, the way God will not just transform our families, our communities, our cities. I believe God can even transform this nation still. But the answer is I, I, not I, a political right, answer. It's not electing the right person in Washington, D.C. or in Sacramento. We've tried that. Don't, don't work. because right. Because that, that addresses... Problems not from a spiritual nature. It addresses the symptoms, but it doesn't get to the heart of the problem. And what we're looking at in all this chaos around us— even yesterday, yet another school shooting—and I look at that and say, you know, do, do we need to look at regula- regulations and things of that? Sh- yeah, we can do absolutely do that. But at the end of the day, it's really a symptom of a heart problem, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I someone asked me, was I a Democrat or a Republican? And I probably shocked them. And I said, I'm neither. I'm a Jesus. And they were like, what? I said, I'm a Jesus. I I stand with Jesus. I, I Listen, there are policies that I agree with and I disagree with, but I'm not going to use my platform. To discuss a policy of man, I'm going to use my pop, my platform to discuss the cross of Jesus. Man, oh, that can preach, you, Craig. Oh, man, that can preach. I'm not going to. Well, well, wait a minute, Pastor Tim. We have an obligation to discuss policies and and how people. No, I don't have an obligation to discuss policies and how people should vote. As a matter of fact, I shouldn't do that. Now, in my private room with my family and my friends, I, I'm probably more, I, I'll voice more than I would in the platform that the Lord died for me to be on. I'm only going to talk about Jesus. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to use that platform to, to like you just said, to get someone in office. We've done that and we've tried to fix problems through man. But I, I, I know I was raised on a song that said, Jesus is the answer for the world today and he's still the answer and we used to, we said we said do that once on it says he's on the main line call him up call him up tell him what you want listen I, i'm my platform is to talk about the risen savior all right? He's not just my savior, but he's my Lord. And most of our problems center around the fact that we don't see him as Lord and we don't see him as savior. Ah, man, if we can get those two together, man, the world can change overnight. Why? Because we'll go from hating one another to loving one another. We'll go from unforgiveness to forgiveness. We'll go from bitterness and resentment and rejection and abandonment to wholeness. And man, when people walk through our doors and say, man, I'm here to worship God with you, they'll see people being made whole and not people faking it. Because man, I tell you, the church has become a place where we have perfected faking. Nah, I wanna perfect wholeness and I wanna talk about Jesus Christ and what he's done for me in my life.
1: If you've just joined us, our conversation today with Pastor Timothy Russell, Associate Supervisor for the Four Squares Western District, and also the Senior Pastor at New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward and Fremont. A brief timeout back to more of our conversation in just
0: a moment. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Timothy Russell. Pastor Russell is the Senior Pastor of New Help Christian Fellowship and the Associate Supervisor for the Foursquare Western District. Pastor Russell, let me return to our conversation just prior to the break. We can have a discussion about behavior and actions and mindset all we want. But at the end of the day, it comes back to all of these not being the problem. they're symptoms of the problem. and as the, the equivalent in my mind, Pastor Timothy, is the person who's got this terrible uh, pain and and uh, goes to the doctor and says, "Well, doctor, I've got this terrible pain." and the doc says, "Well here, take this this aspirin and the aspirin will, will make the pain go away." We might say, "Well, then what am I suffering from a deficiency of aspirin?" No, there's something underlying that pain, and all the aspirin does is cover it up. I mean, you can break your leg, and I suppose if you take enough pain medication, the pain will go away. Do you still have a broken leg? Absolutely. Is it the cause or the very center of the reason why you have the pain? An aspirin deficiency or the broken leg? It's the broken leg. So if look around us today, I think the church needs to realize that all of these issues that are confronting this nation today all go back to an issue of separation from God, and, and a failure of the nation to to bend its knee. Now, we know the day is coming when that's going to happen, when, when e- even the rocks will cry out,
2: right? Come on.
1: But come in on. the meanwhile, we as the church, I think, need to recognize that at the core, what ails America is not the behavior. It's the heart. Yes, and sir. if you can see a heart change, which only God himself can do, if you see a change in the heart, you'll see a change in the behavior. If you don't get to a heart change... You can maybe resist, you can maybe modify for a season the behavior, but at the end of the day, if it's the enemy that's compelling you, he's gonna compel every aspect of your life. If it's having surrendered to Jesus and the word that's compelling you, then God is gonna take over every part of your life. And I think that's the kind of impact that, that we really need to see in this nation today. If we want to change in behavior, Let's work toward changing hearts.
2: Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit in me. So from here, from my heart to my mind, Lord, create here a clean heart and renew my mind so that I am, like you said earlier when we first started off, the mind of Christ. I'm operating not in my, see, I got jumped. man, I got You know, um, my dad left when I was 12 and, and my hero left and, and told me something and, and I'll be back and didn't come back. So I got, I got walls I built. Craig, of rejection and abandonment, you know, uh, before someone hurts me, I will hurt them because of those walls of rejection and abandonment that every single day I surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ so he can create in me a clean heart every single day and renew the right mind, the spirit in me, Lord, I need it. And if we walk in that and that truth and that honesty, and I've learned just preach on it. If I preach on it, then it becomes my reality. I just preach on it all day long. Why? Because, man, Jesus Christ has redeemed me from the works of the enemy that have spoken over my life. The curse of the enemy. He became the curse, right? right. That we can be freed from the curse. I don't have to live in it. I don't have to live in the curse. I don't have to live in the bondage anymore because he became those things that I might become what? The righteousness of God.
1: And you know, I, I'm mindful of that passage in John ten ten, that the enemy of our soul, like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But I have come that you might have life, and live it and have it more abundantly, and I think that's really where where God wants us to 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 ha- have our our minds and our hearts reside in Him and in His Word. As we mentioned, Hallelujah. Pastor Russell, um, this is the 100 year anniversary of the founding of the International Church of the Four Square Gospel, and, and kind of uh, you know for the benefit of longtime listeners, kind of with with mixed feelings on this 100th anniversary, in that at the start of 2023. Not only did the 100-year anniversary come, but Pastor Jack Hayford was uh, called home to be with the Lord. And of course, uh, many longtime listeners remember Pastor Jack's radio program. He was the senior pastor of a Church on the Way down in Van Nuys for many, many years. Uh, a Bay Area native, by the way, from originally from Oakland, and uh, and his life had an incredible impact. On this ministry, and and what a delightful example! I, I I think of the life of Jack Hayford, and I think you know there's there's kind of that Pauline sta- statement: "Follow me as I follow Christ," and and Jack certainly lived out that kind of life, didn't he?
2: Yeah, you know, I think when I think of uh, Pastor Jack Hayford, not only as the president of the International Church of the Force for Gospel, um, but I think of the Psalm Majesty um, that. He wrote in 1978, you know, and it became so popular, It's so popular that, you know, it became one of the, the top contemporary hymns that we would sing in churches. So I grew up hearing it, you know, um, and uh, it was powerful. He had an impact. Many say that he was bigger than Foursquare. He was bigger than Foursquare. But he said this and I've heard this from others. Somebody once approached him and said, Hey, you're bigger than Foursquare. Why are you in Foursquare? And why are you? And he looked at him and he said, And I may not be getting the whole story correctly, but he said to them, You don't leave your family. Hmm. And that, ooh, isn't that a Christian statement? I don't care what storms arise, I don't care how bad may, things may look or get you don't leave one another. Well, you and that don't also leave that one also another. says
1: to me that the the focus is that it's not about him. There it's you about go, Jesus. It's not about his power is a communicator but it's about communicating the gospel message there you it's go. not about the words that jack is able to speak but how he is able to proclaim the words that jesus spoke out of scripture and that's you that. know and you know what's amazing about that is that same kind of life-changing power is not just reserved and you know please please hear me out now some folks think well you know That kind of ministry, that kind of outreach, that kind of evangelism is only up to pastor because after all, pastor's ordained and he's gone to Bible college and he understands the word and all of this. me, I'm just a little lonesome Christian. And yet, and I often say this, you look at the original 12 disciples upon whose spiritual shoulders the church today stands, and you think to yourself, and I've said this quite often on the air, if these guys had submitted their resumes to the pulpit committee, not a one of them... (laughs) Not a one of them would qualify. They'd say, You got to be kicked the tax collector? No. Find somebody different, right? And, and, And yet it shows that when you're a willing vessel surrendered to Christ and living out what it means to be a true disciple, that in fact you can literally change the world. Around you, and and maybe the core part of the core message here today is that understanding that e- even even somebody as phenomenal a communicator as Jack Hayford was, at the end of the day, the power wasn't in his words; the power was in his word, capital H. And if we as everyday believers are willing to kind of live out that kind of life the miracles will follow us and we will see the world around us that we touch and influence changing in a very rapid and I think phenomenal fashion because of the power of the word
2: uh, you know what you just said speaks to the life of Pastor Jack I don't know many many people know this outside of Foursquare they just know Jack Hayford and Church on the Way the Star Church but but when he was asked to pastor that church it was struggling and had about, uh, I want to say, under 20 members that were all mostly above 65 years of age. He's a here's this young man still att- attending a Life, um, um, the, the College of uh, Foursquare, and he's still attending that. But he says, OK, I'll do it, I think, for six months is what he said. I'll do it for six months. He went in and, and decided to stay. And what happened from there was Church on the Way became a staple of how to take a struggling church into a healthy church that is producing leaders left and right that are going to go and impact the world. So, you know, that to me is evangelism. You know, he was called to something, went into something struggling, let God use him. And it became what God intended for Church on the Way to become.
1: And, and demonstrative, I think, at the end of the day, Pastor Russell, of what it means if you're just a willing vessel. Just say, you know what, I don't know if I can handle this, but I know God can. And I'm going to make myself available. And boy, if all of us could understand what it meant just to be a willing vessel. Vessel surrendered to him. Uh, those kind of stories will repeat over and over and over again. If you've just joined us, our conversation today with Pastor Timothy Russell, Associate Supervisor for the Four Squares Western District, and also the Senior Pastor at New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward and Fremont. A brief timeout back to more of our conversation in just a moment.
0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Welcome back. We're visiting today with Pastor Timothy Russell. Pastor Russell is the Senior Pastor of New Help Christian Fellowship and the Associate Supervisor for the Foursquare Western District. Pastor Russell, let's pick things up where we left off just prior to the break. Certainly, it's an incredible 100-year legacy um, of the uh, International Church of the Force, Square Gospel celebrated this year of 23. And uh, as we've talked about the, the, the global influence of this ministry, let me, in, in the, the waning moments we have together, kind of shift our focus more locally here to the San Francisco Bay Area. And, and specifically, we mentioned at the top that um, you are the senior pastor of New Hope Christian Fellowship, in the city of Hayward. You also have a sister church in the city of Fremont. And of course, a a lot of that work that you're engaged in with uh, uh, your your, um, dear spouse, Vanessa Russell. Many of our listeners, of course, are familiar with her ministry, which is, again, demonstrative of just being out there, being in the trenches, understanding what it's like to go out and and compel them, go to the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Spend a moment, if you would. Maybe there's somebody new to the Bay Area. Eve's dropping on our conversation today that says, wow, I, I like what Pat Pastor Russell has had to share today. Tell us a bit more about what God is doing at New Hope Christian Fellowship.
2: Thank you um, for those words about New Hope and Hope Lighthouse in Fremont. Um, We are churches of healing and restoration, um, deliverance, because we know that the Lord Jesus can deliver us and heal us and make us whole. So that is the foundation of who we are. And we do that through evangelism, through outreach, through compelling people to come to the Lord Jesus Christ by food, by clothing, by Bible studies, by small groups, by couples connection, by whatever we need to do, by coming alongside one another and praying with one another. Um, we do that on a regular basis. Um, I have two Great couples that are leading each church. And I'm so blessed, Craig, to be able to do my job as associate supervisor of the Foursquare Gospel. My wife is so blessed to be able to do her job as the founding director of um, Love Never Fails and working alongside of me um, in Foursquare. Let me tell you, Randy and Crystal Rasmussen and uh Rasmussen I, I always mess up their name and forgive me as they're listening and also um Daniel and Ana Lisa Avila my goodness these two couples are doing such an awesome job in Hayward and Fremont they are leading these campuses in such a dynamic way um, that people are being one of the kingdom. I, you know, I got word about New Hope this past Sunday. There was so much deliverance and healing at the altar after Pastor Randy preached. I get messages from Daniel and Lisa every single week of how the Lord is moving and delivering um, people at that church. Why? Because the foundation of what we do is we are a church of healing and, re- and restoration and we do that and spread that word through evangelism, so I'm excited for both those churches. As we hand out food, as we do, you know, medical and dental vans, as we give our clothing, as we have family nights and couple nights. The end of the day, it's all about healing and restoration to families, individuals, and whatever God has given us to minister on.
1: And, and clearly, for folks that uh, visit the website for New Hope Christian Fellowship, it's real easy. NHCF, think New Hope Christian Fellowship, nhcfonline.org, and you'll see that there is literally something for everyone. If you say, I'm really feeling called to get involved and making a difference in my community and where God has planted me, undoubtedly you will find a home at New Hope Christian Fellowship, um, the Hayward Campus at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. And Pastor, what's the address or the the, uh, campus address for Fremont?
2: Three six eight eight three Niles Boulevard in Fremont, California. Go, you're going to love that church. That church, my goodness! Daniel and Alisa and this team of of uh, ministers and volunteers will meet you before you get out your car. And I just praise God for what God is doing in Fremont. And again, more information
1: available on the web. Simply go to NHCF Online. Think New Hope Christian Fellowship, nhcfonline.org. Our thanks to Pastor Timothy Russell for spending some time with us today, talking a bit about not just the ministry of what God is doing here in the San Francisco Bay Area through New Hope Christian Fellowship, but as well the incredible legacy of the International Church of the Four Square Gospel. Thank you.